keep your eyes closed for just a moment. Do you know there's nobody in this world, absolutely no one who's fighting for the desires of your heart more than God right now. No mother, no father, no husband, no wife. No one is fighting and wants you to see the miracle and the desires of your heart come to pass like He does. We've declared this fast, a supernatural fast. And when the declaration went out that that's what we were going to become, that we're going to step into a denke where we see the extravagance of God's supernatural power. The scripture that God gave me was in Psalm 77. And he said that David said, You're the God who performs the miracles, you will display them in among your people. You and I are going to be carriers of the miracles. The problem is with that statement is that we've got to be ready to go in some hard valleys. See, to have cancer and tumours healed, they need to be present for God to perform His miracles. Are you here with me, church? So we are going to go into places that don't feel very God-hoped. But I'm here to tell you they are very God-hoped. They are very much permitted by God. God's going to bring cancer? Absolutely no. But what He's going to do with that cancer is He's going to bring a miracle through that cancer. God doesn't bring sickness. God doesn't bring brokenness. God doesn't bring divorce. God doesn't bring brokenness and, and, uh, and hurt and pain. He doesn't bring that. But what He'll do with that. So as you give that to God over the next couple of days, as you give it, God, I've got disappointment. What do I do with the disappointment? God, I've got cancer. God, I've got divorce. God, I've got brokenness. I don't know what to do with it. But You are the God. You are the God that will perform a miracle. And You're going to do it through my life, in my family. I'm going to see the miracle happen. I don't know what the situation that you're taking to God in the next 30 days. I don't know what volcano is happening and erupting in your world right now. And if your life is absolutely fine and perfect, I'm going to cheer you on. But guess what? You're around the corner from another volcano. Because if you're in this church this morning, the Holy Spirit led you here because He said, get ready. I'm going to do something great and mighty with your life. The Bible tells me that there were barren old women in the Bible and He allowed them to carry children. That is in the Word of God because it's a promise for me to hold on to. He allowed people that were completely broken, suicidal. Elijah was suicidal. The Bible is full of people who lost it, who had a bad past, who had no right to go before God, but the love of God said, I got you, boy. I got you, girl. We got this. Well, you remove whatever you've got to remove in the next 30 days. It's not about removing the physical stuff. It's about saying, God, I want this so much more. I want these debts paid. I want my marriage healed. I want my children to come. I want my marriage here. I don't know what it is. I want that cancer gone and I want that tumour gone. 
as a church, I was declaring, there's cancer in this room, there's tumours in this room, and you don't need to know who they are. But I'm telling you, they are in this room because they are going to go in Jesus' Name. That is why they're here. Because I'm not saying that we're any different from any other church, but all I know is that God spoke to me and He said, Morella, you need to proclaim this over our church. You are the God who performs miracles. So even I have to lift my faith and say, God, but I'm hearing stories and I'm hearing reports that don't add up. And I can hear His echoed voice going, but I am a God of miracles and I will display them. I will do them among you. It's coming through you and me. It's coming from you and me. It's not going to drop out of heaven. It's coming from you and me, laying laying our hands on each other and saying, we got this. God's got this. So while you miss out on that coffee or that chocolate, I want to see my dear friend come up out of the hospital and walk again. That's more important to me. I want to see that tumour shrivel in the Name of Jesus. I need to see that. Nothing, no coffee, no chocolate, no food is more important than to seeing that picture. And she will give her testimony. And the one who's got cancer, she's going to give her testimony. And the ones who don't have children, they're going to give their testimony. And the ones who are not married because they've been faithful to God to hold on to God's promises, you're going to be married because that's a miracle. Because God's saying, I'm going to get all the glory from it. Because I will do. I am a way maker. I am a promise keeper. That's who I am. So in the next seven to eight days, you're going to say who God is. God is my way maker. He's my promise keeper. I don't know the Bible. You don't need to know the Bible. You need to know that your God is bigger than anything you've got right now. And I pray right now that every song that we sang this morning would just echo through your heart through the rest of this week. I don't know. All you need to know is that God is a promise keeper. Man will fail you. Husbands will fail you. Wives will fail you. Children will disappoint you. God says, I will always keep my promise. I will always keep my promise. Why don't you just sit down where you are right now as you just let the Holy Spirit keep moving. See, for those who don't know much about church, This is not about running a service or running a program. This is about you feeling God. See, because the God that we serve is a real God. He's not dead. He came out of the grave and He lives in us. And that's what I want you to experience right now is that He's alive. Why do you feel that difference? You know, I've got a friend of mine who's in church and she just lost her grandma and there was a peace. We're not supposed to have a peace when we lose loved ones, but that's God. And we're standing together and we go, but we would, that's because that's what God does. God shows to you it's not natural that you feel and experience this. How do we sit in a hospital room when we've been given a diagnosis of cancer, of tumours, and go, but there's a joy? How does that happen? Because God, because you know what? You know where that joy comes from? Because you can feel the healer is in the room. You can feel God who's a healer is in that room. That's what you can feel. I'm not supposed to have joy. Yeah, you are, because the healer's with me. And where I go, the healer comes. So this year, we're going to walk into rooms and we're going to bring the presence of God in that room. Whatever that room needs, we're going to walk in with that. 
Whatever that room needs, there's someone, every time I believe that the next 52 weeks of our lives is going to be so impacted. Just there's a knowing of who God is. Just a knowing of who God is. As a church, we are declaring that we are going to see some incredible things. But we're going to have to hear it first. Our flesh is going to have to hear. Ah, what do I do? What do I do? How do I do this? The Holy Spirit's going to come on and just begin to speak peace into your life. And He's got it. We've got a bucket here at the front here. And we've labelled it supernatural with the Scripture that we have. And every Sunday and every night when we take communion at church, we're going to lay hands about it. I want you to put your supernatural desires of God in that bucket. We're going to lay hands on You are not. Let's look all around across the room. We are all praying together. You're not alone. The devil is a liar. You are not alone. We are together in this. I don't need to know what's written on those pieces of paper because God does. I just need to know that I can lay my hands on it and everything that's in that, in that bucket can come to pass. I don't know where you are right now with God, but I want you to have an encounter with Him because there's nobody that's fighting right now harder than you for your destiny, for your promises. You've got a life. The Bible says that you've got a life that is full of hope, full of promises. The Bible says that every yes is a yes and every no is a no. So cancer, it's a no. You don't get to come into this family. And while you're here, see, I even that I've, I've, I've spoke about many times about my own personal testimony where I've got doctor's reports of things that are not going to be able to happen in my life due to health issues. Of, of, and I said, I came to a point where God says, that's just your testimony from someone else's point of view. Because when I have my miracle happen, I'll put it up alongside that statement, that report from the doctor and say, well, the doctor said this, but God said this. That's what it is. So I'm grateful for the news where, where God says, where, where, where the doctors can only do thus much. Well, where's Butsy? She shared a story with me and she's going to give her testimony a little bit more. But where the doctor said to her, she will never is read or write. Is that right? Never read or write, never walk. There's a report that says that. She just graduated from University of Newcastle. So don't be intimidated is what I'm saying. Don't be intimidated with the reports because God always has the final say. And if you've got a report, this is what I can see the doctors have said. This is what I can see the doctors have said. This is what I can see that the, the, the government has said. I can see this. I see, a, I see a, a decline. I see a fail. I see not accepted. Whatever that is, wait. Because God is going to give you the final report. And until He gives you that final report. See, what you're going to do in the next 30 days, listen to me, church. It's not about having a miracle in 30 days. It's not at all. It's about setting a standard for the way you're going to do your living on this earth. So you're going to see miracles happen at the end of next year because of today's fast. You're going to see it because the power of fasting breaks every barrier, its natural realm. So you're going to see miracles happen on December 31. You're going to see miracles. Continue. And we may only fast for the ones, but this is setting it, this is who I am in 2020. In Ezekiel chapter 33, Ezekiel chapter 33. 
the Lord took hold of me. And I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to the valley filled of bones. He led me around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and they were completely dried out. They were dead bones. Then God said to me, Ezekiel, son of man, can these bones live again? And Ezekiel said, oh, sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know the answer to that. Then God said to him, Ezekiel, I want you to speak a prophetic word. Over the next 30 days, that is what we're going to do. We're going to prophetically speak about who we are in the next decade. And God said to Ezekiel, speak a prophetic message to these dry bones. Sometimes there's a dead bones. Listen to the Word of God. That is why you've got to get the Word of God into you. It says, listen to the Word of God. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Listen, in the presence of sickness, God is still sovereign. Can someone give me a mighty amen? In the, in the sense of, of dead and brokenness, God is still sovereign. So when you go to God with your issues and your brokenness and your anxiety and depression, God, but God, I've got this, but you are sovereign. You are ruler, you are king of kings, you are the Lord of lords. And that's why he said to him, he said, say, sovereign Lord says, look, I'm about to put breath into you and make you live again. I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. And then you will know that I am the Lord. See, God wants to tell you, you got to see me at all my glory. That's what's going to happen in the next 30 years, in the next 52 weeks. We are going to see God. We're going to be able to say, I don't know how it happens. All I know is that God is real. That's it. He's just changing the way we speak. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I spoke the message just as He told me. And suddenly as I spoke, there was rattling noise all across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. And then I watched muscles and flesh forms over those bones. I don't know what you need to do, but when you read this Scripture again at home, can you say, And I watched the cancer shrivel up. And I watched. God give me approval for what man said couldn't happen. What is that Satan's got to change? I watched the tumour disappear. I watched my friend in a wheelchair stand up. I watched this, what is that sentence going to be for you? As I watched muscles and flesh form over the bones, the skin formed to cover their bodies, but they still had no breath in them. Then the Lord said to me, speak a prophetic word to the winds. Speak a prophetic message and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come. Oh, breath from four winds, breathe into this dead body so that I may live again. So I spoke the message as God commanded me and breath came into the bodies and they all came to life and they stood up as a great army. See, when God asked Ezekiel, He took him down to the valley. This is, this is the, see, the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the valley. The Holy Spirit led Ezekiel into a valley of dry bones. God allowed Daniel to go to a lion's den. 
God allowed three boys to be put in a furnace. God allowed them. Their miracle came as they stood strong throughout the problem, through the issue. So every time we have something facing in the next decade of our life, we don't need to be intimidated by that because we have a God that is bigger than anything that we are facing. And He is there with us. The Bible says to me that He will never leave me, He will never forsake me. And that is the truth. So as the Holy Spirit, as God led Ezekiel down, He said to Ezekiel, the first question He said to Ezekiel is, Son of man, that's, that's you and me. I'm the Son of God. I'm the daughter of the King of Kings. That's who I am. He said, can these bones live again? He wasn't asking him to be super Christianized. He wasn't even asking him to be scientifically aware, can this happen? What he was asking Ezekiel is, this, is, is what Tawana was saying before. Ezekiel, can you position yourself in this dry land to believe that I can do something great? Can you position yourself where everything is dying around you, where it is nothing but dead bones and the stench of dead bones? Ezekiel, can you position yourself to understand that what I'm about to do is going to be great? Because what I want you to know is this, what you say about the situation you are in is going to be what you will see manifest. What you're going to say about the situation you are in and with what you are seeing, God is saying, what can you see? I can see tumour, but I can see my mum walking with no tumour. I can see breast cancer, but I can see my mother seeing her grandchildren get married. What can you see, Ezekiel? Can you just see dry, dead bones? You're going to walk into many valleys and wilderness. We're going to face many volcanoes and challenges in this next decade. But what you know and what you see in 2020, what you know and what you see are going to be one thing. In 2020, what you know in your heart of hearts will always have to override what you're seeing in the natural realm. I know that there is cancer. I can see there is cancer. But I know that I serve a God who heals cancer. So what I see is going to contradict what I know. And I have to know that God is going to perform a miracle in my family, in my life. He will perform, He's a God who performs miracles. In 2020, what you know always has to override what you are seeing. Speak a prophetic word, Ezekiel. Speak a prophetic word, Ezekiel. See, because being prophetic declares the opposite of what you're seeing. Being prophetic is not about being super spiritual. It's actually saying, I know what I see, but prophetic declares healing in the presence of sickness. 
It bridges the gap between heaven and earth. And it says, as I begin to speak the promises of God, heaven comes down, earth goes up and my situation collides with the presence of God. And then He begins to move. That's what happens when I begin to be prophetic. That's what this fast is about. Speak over your own life. Speak the promises. As you prophesy, you declare that breakthrough is coming. Even though you're carrying brokenness, even though you're carrying hurt, even though you're carrying pain, you're going to sit there and prophesy. But I know a God who heals. I know who a God who restores. I know a God who can bring in the truth that I am whole. In 2020, we are going to lay hands on our mind and say, mind, stop playing games with me. My mind is from God. My my mind is from God. And I will sleep when I'm told to sleep. My God is going to give me, provide me great rest in the name of Jesus. Someone in this church building right now, you need to know, I am going to sleep well for the rest of this decade. Can someone say a mighty amen? When my body puts his head to the pillow, I am going to sleep and find great rest. My mind, you don't get to keep me awake. You don't get to keep, because God provided me with an ability to sleep and make my body rest. So that when I get up in the morning, His mercies are new every morning. And I need to become aware that yesterday's horrible things are going to be done with done and destined when I go to bed. Because when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to find new mercies. I'm going to find new anointing. I'm going to find more restoration in the morning. So my body needs to know how to rest. I need to learn to get my brain to switch off. And in the name of Jesus, is that what you've got to proclaim in the next 30 days? God, the mind of God is coming upon me and I'm going to find great rest. God is going to speak to you what you need to do in this. Prophesy declares the opposite of what the enemy is trying to tell you. Prophecy is not prediction. It's not a prediction at all. It's an authority that you have. And the people who have got authority is, has the final say. And the Bible says that I'm His daughter, which means I have the same authority that He's given. The Bible said that He gave me authority. He said He gave me authority to trample against on scorpions. He told me I've got authority. He told me I can lay hands on the sick and I can speak authority to see them rise again. I said to lay hands on the dead and that I can see them again. Whoa, we're going to go there. I have not raised a dead person. Shishka. I'm not exactly sure if I'm ready, but hey, who knows in 30 days what I can do. Amen. I don't know. But we're going to be a church that's going to see supernatural stuff happening. But a prophetic is not a prediction. I'm no, I'm not. It's got nothing to do with New Age. New Age is trying everything they can. But what they're trying is actually biblical. They're trying to see in the future. I don't need to try to see the future because my God has got my future. So I don't need to worry about what my future holds because He said my future is actually going to be prosperous and full of joy. So I have to relax in today's thing. I don't need to go to I don't need to go to a tarot reader to tell me, have I got good things coming? I don't need to know that. The word of God tells me I've got good things coming. The word of God tells me that I've got peace and joy and I've got miracles coming and that every valley I'm gonna go to, God is gonna be with me. That's what it is. I don't need some woman or man, I don't need to pay anyone to tell me what the hope is that I've got to hold on to. I got a Bible that tells me that my promises are yes and amen. And there's nothing on earth that can change that. So it's not being predictable. It's saying, I have an authority to tell you cancer, you need to shrivel. To tell you tumour, you have no right in my family. To tell you barren womb, you need to start producing children. Whatever it is, because my Bible is full of the promises of God. My Bible tells me that I have hope, that I've got a reason to live. I've got a reason to get up tomorrow morning. There are people right now that don't feel they've got a hope. You are their hope. 
You're going to meet them. You're going to meet people hours before they commit suicide. And you're going to say, let me tell you about a God who loves you. Let me read you Romans chapter 8. Let me read you this. Find me Romans chapter 8, guys. I'm going to read it from the Message Bible. It says, so what do you think with God on our side like this? How can we lose? If God didn't hesitate but to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing Himself to the worst by sending His only Son, is there anything, is there anything He would not do for you? Is there anything He would not do for you? The one who died for you, the one who raised life for you, And in this very presence of God, at this very moment, He's sticking up for us. Do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge between you and God? Is anyone going to be able to, can cancer come against you? Between us and Christ's love? No way. No trouble, no hard time, no hatred, no hunger, not homelessness, not bullying threats, not backstabbing, not even the worst sin. Listen in Scripture. Listen to this. None of this phases us because God loves us, because Jesus loves me. I don't know your past, but God does. And guess what? He does not care about it. The reason you are here is because you're letting go of your past. I'm absolutely convinced that nothing living or dead, angelic or demonic, today or tomorrow, high or low, thinkable or unthinkable, absolutely nothing can separate me from God's love. Are you going to make a decision that it doesn't matter where you've been, it doesn't matter what you've done, that to right now, today's moment, you are in the presence of God and He says, I love you. And there is nothing I would not do for you. As Francesco said, he said, you draw near to Him, He's drawing near to you. It's a give, give. See, the situation that you and I are going to find, it cannot, it will not, it does not have the permission or the power to establish a position inside me. It cannot, it will not, it does not have the permission nor the authority or the power to establish a position in my life. Because I hold the position of what happens in my life. And that's what Paul was saying. Nothing can separate you from God. The only thing that can separate you from God is you walking away and turning your back on Him. But do you know what? When you turn your back around, He's still going to be standing there. See, attached to singleness, attached to divorce, addiction is loneliness, worthlessness, shame and rejection. But how much power that has in my life is completely up to me. See, I may be living in a season of singleness, but in my least season, I tell you loneliness, you don't get to come in this room. Because in this room of of singleness, there is joy, there is peace, there is freedom. So you've got no room to enter into this room. Come on, are you here with me? In that hospital room, when you're getting that, you need to say, I'm here. 
And I got the presence of God in my life. So I can see the reports, but nothing else is coming in here. No rejection, no shame, no guilt, no brokenness is coming in this room because the power of God is in this room. And in the presence of cancer, in the presence of tumors, I'm telling you that God is still going to move in this place because He's a miracle working God. That is the God that we serve. That is the God that we were lifting up our hands to because He's saying, God, I'm just reaching out. I just want more of you because in this world, I've got no hope, but in you, I've got every hope. I know what this world holds for me and it's nothing worth living for. But in Him. And nothing can take you away from God's love. Nothing. Nothing. I just feel like God's saying, just repeat it, nothing. The past is done. As of this morning, the minute you woke up, the minute you opened your eyes, it was gone. In the heart of God, it was gone. But you don't know what I did yesterday. I don't know what you did yesterday, but I know you opened your eyes today. Which means said God said, that's in the past. And I don't live in the past. Your future is today. And I'm here with you today. It is not by accident you've walked into this building to hear this. The only thing that will separate you from God is what you're allowing to say into that situation. What are you going to speak? Because in 2020, what you know always has to override what you are seeing. In the valley, in the mountain, in the storm, in the desert, He's still God. He's still God. He's still God. You know what God's saying? Enemy, if you take my children to the wilderness, I'm going there to them. If you take my children in a storm, I'm going to be there. So if you want to go up up against my kids, you're going to go up against me. And I'm telling you, the enemy's been there and done that and he's not going to go there. Come on, are you here with me? He's been there. He's gone up against God and he failed. No dumb person is going to go up over and over and over knowing they're going to keep failing. So when the enemy thinks he's bringing something in, you're like, oh, okay, this is happening. Okay, God, what are we going to do? In case you didn't know enemy, God is in this. So I'm going to go to God and find out what has to happen here. You take my children to the valley, I'm going to defeat you in the valley then. You take my children to the hospital, I'll defeat you in the hospital then. You take my children through a divorce, I'll meet you in the courts. Come on. What is that is? Because location, you can, the enemy can take you wherever he wants. It's a position that you're willing to take. Ezekiel, can these bones live? In the presence of a dead, lifeless situation, can you speak life? Ezekiel, can you speak life? Can you speak life? Can you speak life? Can you speak life? See, when I speak prophetically, The Bible said, that God said to Ezekiel, He said, speak a prophetic message and say, say, say to the dry bones. Listen, He said, say to the dry bones, listen to the Word of God. So over this time that you're fasting, you need to know what's in the Word because the Word is going to defeat everything. You need to find, I don't know if you need to go get a Bible app. I don't know if you need to Google a Scripture. I don't care how you get the Word of God in you. You just get it inside of you. Because you're going to hear the words of God. Because He said, He said, speak a prophetic message and say, what are you saying, Morella, about your situation? Say it. 
And then he said, listen to the Word of the Lord. So he says, you call your current situation into alignment with the Word of God. He's saying, Rella, you've got this happening. Bring it into the promises of God. He said, sickness, listen to the Word of God. Sickness, listen to the Word. The Word of God tells me that by His stripes, I am healed. He says, addiction, depression, anxiety, listen to the Word of God. He said, I'm set free. I've got freedom and liberty in God. He said, dead dreams, listen to me. The Word of God says that what He started, He will always finish. He said, broken dreams, come and hear what the Word of the Lord says. He will bring all things. Because all things are working together for good. He said, listen, abuse, you listen to me. You've got no more grip on my life because I am whole in Jesus' Name. You've got to know what the Word of God says. And then you speak prophetically and say, listen, I got a word for you. I got a word for you, singleness. I got a word for you, divorce. I got a word for you, sickness. And the Word of the Lord says, you need to come into an alignment with what the promises of God says. That's what he said. He didn't say, Ezekiel, go home. Go try and get, get it. Let's see if you can get this right, boy. He took him through it every step of the way. Every step of the way. Say it. Ezekiel, say it. And tell the dry bones, listen to the Word of the Lord. Divorce, cancer, abuse, brokenness, dreams, addiction. You listen to me. You are touching a whole person a freed person, a healed person. You need to come into alignment with the promises of God. You need to come into an alignment with the promises of God. Nothing's gonna separate you. And then in verse six, he said, I will put flesh and muscles on you and I will cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. But see, all that had to die first for it to come. Then I watched muscles and flesh form over the bones, Ezekiel said. Then the skin formed to cover the bones, but they still had no breath in them, the Word of God says. Everything came together except the breath. The breath, the Bible says, was prophetically spoken separately. He said to me, in verse 9, he said, he said to me, prophesy to the breath. So he said, this area, this area, muscles are here, skin is here, bones are alive, breath. Listen here. Prophesy, he said, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come, breath, come, breath, from the four winds, breathe into this dead body and you will live. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And breath entered them and they came to life and they stood up as a vast army. Everything happened except for the breath. Everything. So Ezekiel's watching all of this come to pass. But after he saw all of this happen, God said to Ezekiel, are you ready? We're going to go one more time. Are you ready? We're going to speak. Now we're going to demand and command and decree that this is from today on alive again. And he said, you speak that, you speak that with everything you've got. So even though he watched all the promises, you know what I realised when he said that in the next 30 days, in the next 12 months, we're going to hear everybody else get testimonies. You are still going to get your testimony. You are going to get your testimony. You're going to get joy from hearing everybody else is going because if they're all getting theirs, mine's just around the corner too. So don't think, because then God's going to turn and say, but He'll say to you, Morella, are you ready to speak? He said, speak the final part, speak life now. 
Call it back into alignment. Call it back into alignment. See, it wasn't just dry bones there. There was an entire army in that valley. It wasn't just dry bones. It was an entire army. So what Ezekiel was doing was releasing something bigger than what he had any idea of what was happening. He was releasing an entire army to go out with a testimony, with a prophetic. You know what? I don't know where I came from. I know that I passed away apparently. But a vast army came out and they all walked out. They walked out healed, whole, and they went out. And a vast army, your testimony is going to cost you. But God's already paid the price. You just got to walk the journey. Would you stand to your feet this morning? So what you're going to do over the next couple of days, especially, see, because when we go onto a fast, and listen, I'm going to say this straight from the beginning. If, you've, if you drop the ball, because it's not going to be easy. Let me tell you, I've been doing this year after year. It doesn't necessarily get any easier. Believe me. And the fact that we're going 30 days this year, God help us all. But we're coming to do communion at the end of it to help seal it all at the end of the day. Because we're just real. We're just real. I just want to make sure, I'm going to tell you, the lie that Satan's going to tell you is that you, you broke it. You're no good. Well, it's a point now. You, you just, oh, that's Okay. Let me tell you something, Satan. I'm going to start at this very hour and I'm going to start again. Because the Bible tells me though a man falls seven times, he keeps getting back up again. And I can keep falling, but I'm going to keep getting up again. You don't get to choose who you fight with, Satan. Because when you come up against me, you're going to come up against my God. You're going to come up against the things that God has spoken of. See, I've got purpose and destiny. Have I done it right every time? Oh, no. Have I done it right most of the time? Probably not. But I don't have to carry the disappointment. My God, my God comes to me every morning and He says, I'm proud of you, girl. We got this. For as long as I get up the next day and I say, God, let's go again. Let's go again. So condemnation, you don't get to play a part in this. Guilt, you don't get to play a part in this. You may drop the ball. You may, you, may, you may have that second cup of coffee, God, which is very, 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 very likely. But the next day's there. It's going to happen. If it does happen, I just have to go back to God. And remember, I actually want to see my friend get out of a wheelchair more than I want that second cup of coffee. That's it. That's the bottom line. I want to see my marriage come to pass where it's going to give God all the glory. You maybe want to see your children healed. I don't know what it is. It's more than that. It's more than what that physical element is. When you switch off from your social media and you've got, oh, what am I doing? Don't just switch off and just torture yourself for an hour. What, is the, what does the Word of God say? Well, I need to know the Word so that when it comes against me, God says that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God says that my tomorrow is going to be amazing. That's what He says. I'm not going to find that out on Instagram. I'm going to find that out in the Word. And I'm going to, And the more you're going to press into God, the more you're going to hear it. But we're going to see those reports. When you hear Batsu's testimony, you're going to hear an amazing testimony. There are three people standing in this church that were given life sentences. In the sentence, not in the life sentences. Actually, let me go there. We don't know who's eating. We don't know who's sitting next to us. We, we don't know who's sitting next to us. 
but God is always going to restore, no matter what is happening. You've always got a tomorrow that God is in. But no one was promised a tomorrow. But today, right now, what you have in your hands is an opportunity to shift the words. What I was saying is that there is three people in this building that I know, just that I know of, that had a report to say, this child's not going to live. And they're well and truly into their 40, 50s right now. Worshipping God, serving God, trusting God for other valleys. But that one had no authority. So they've walked out and they keep promising. The promises of God are yes and amen. So what is it that you need? What is it that you're desiring over? Eventually in your end of your 30 days, we're, we're going to take you on a journey to put your goals, your visions and your dreams down and to actually put pictures together and put it into a format so you can watch it come together. So that when the enemy says, oh, you're never going to get that business, oh, you'll actually say, oh, no. Look, in 2020, it actually started. And you, you know what? It would be great to be able to pull this fasting pack and have it in a frame going, that's when God started to speak over it. That's the business. That's when it was just on my vision board. And now I'm sitting in the office. I'm sitting in a boardroom where it just started on that vision board. These miracles are coming to pass. These careers are coming. These miracles are happening. Some of them we're going to find in valleys. Some of them we're going to find in hospices. Some we're going to find in prisons. Some we're going to find just in our bedrooms. But God is a God who says yes, and a yes is a yes to Him. He's not a man. He doesn't make promises He doesn't keep. So let's just close our eyes as we prepare for what God wants to do. You know, the Bible talks about how He speaks to us. Some people hear Him audibly. Some people hear like, I can hear something. Some people feel it. Some people just sense it. People say that they, they experience tingling. They just don't. That's just God trying to show Himself to you. He's trying to break, break all the natural elements and just to feel you. God is real. He's so real. He's alive. He's not dead. We are the only people who serve a living God. All the other gods are dead. All of them. That's why we're not a religion. Because all religion is dead. We serve a living God. And that's what sets us apart, is that we've got a hope in a God who speaks to me today. He speaks to me. He talks to me. The Word of God is living. The Bible tells me it's a living Word, which means I can have it. That's why it's never had to be rewritten, the book. Never had to have an updated version of it. Because it's real. It's written and it speaks life. While every eye is closed and every head is bowed, and the only reason I ask you to close your eyes is because I want you to have, just I want you to block off everything. Lorenzo preached a few weeks about about distraction. We need to learn how to switch off distraction. It is the biggest killer. In the most reason that people are getting divorced right now is because there's so much distraction they don't have time for each other. So we're just going to, closing your eyes just brings all your thoughts into one place. Brings all your thoughts into one place. But I need to tell you this, that if you actually haven't asked God into your heart, He will not push Himself. He will not come unless He's invited to come. So you need to know this morning that you're here not by accident, not by the fact that you had nothing else to do on a Sunday morning. 
God wanted you to do that. He doesn't need you to tick off attendance boxes. That's not what church is about. It's about having an encounter and resetting your hope in God. Resetting. That's what we do every Sunday. He said, give me Sunday. He said, let Sunday be about me. Don't worry about your business. Let Sunday be about me so I can reset you. I can reset you with the promises. I can remind you of your promises. You can come to church where your friends and your family are and you can go to battle with them. So while every eye is closed, see, I want just to take a couple of minutes because no one in this room has been promised that they can wake up tomorrow. All we know is that we have is what we have right now. Right now there are people in cars that are being killed. There's people that are everywhere. But right now you have life and you have a choice. If you don't know God and you want God to come into your 2020 and you want Him to take control over it and you want to do this life, now that you've heard that you know that there's a God who loves you more than anything and anyone, And He's fighting for you. He adores you. He's proud of you no matter what you've done. But you don't know Him because you've not asked Him into your heart. Well, every eye is closed because you're going to meet God one day. You're going to meet Him. Every The Bible tells every single person is going to meet God. They're going to meet Him as a judge or they're going to meet Him as a father. Right now you have an opportunity to meet Him as a father where He will wait for you in heaven and He'll have His arms open one and He'll say like, welcome home. So if there's anyone in this room that does not know God as their personal Saviour, but today you want to start and turn your 2020 into something amazing. With every eyes closed, would you just lift your hand so I can just see you? Amen. Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else? Amen. Someone else? Anyone else? See, I want you to know that you're not alone in this room. Amen. Someone else. There's another person. Those people that lifted their hand, I'm not going to do I want you to just turn your hands up as if you're about to receive a gift. And we as your family, your church, we're going to pray with you. You're not on your own. I'm not going to call you out. We're going to... But we're going to ask Jesus into our heart. Is there anyone else? Is there... Just lift your hand. I need to just wave because I want to know who I'm praying with today. Seen four hands lifted in one. Is there anyone else? Okay. So, as your church family, ICC, we're going to, you know what, we've done this before, but I'll do it a million times if I have to for someone else coming to know God. So, let's just pray. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, you are my God. You are my God. And, today, and today, I give you my life. I ask you you to forgive me me of my past. past. But from today on, on, I'm going to walk the rest of my life life with you. you. Come into my heart heart. so I know know that I'll never be alone again. again. From today on, on, I'll always be with you. Because you will never leave me. Because you will never leave In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Would you just clap your hands for those who just said the first prayer with God. Amen. That is the biggest celebration this morning. But before we go, I want to just pray for some incredible things.
I want to pray for the decade that is in front of us as a church. Because you know what? The bottom line is He knows what we don't know. Before a doctor gives us a report, God is well aware. And what maybe you probably didn't hear, but Alice spoke a scripture as we were praying for our pastors. And it's actually in your fasting pack that we command the angels. We command the angels to come. That's why you're never alone, because there's thousands and thousands of angels that sort of surround you. So I want you to know that wherever you go, whatever you're carrying right now, the angels already fully aware. And they're going on behalf of us and going to already take over some things. If you have a supernatural need already, actually, you know there is something supernatural, which means, what does the word supernatural mean? It means it's something that can't be done actually in the natural realm. Something that can't actually be done in the natural realm. So whatever a doctor can't fix, a lawyer can't fix, a husband can't fix, the greatest of scientists can't fix, that then becomes a supernatural God thing. Because if someone else can fix it, go there. But I'm telling you that before you go there, God is already going to intervene. And He knows. I'm all for getting what you need to do. If you need to get in line with a great psychiatrist this year, you get yourself there. Anything, you use every tool. We need to get to doctors. We need doctors to be able to, we need to pray for our doctors. We need to pray for our, our, our lawyers. We need them that they've got them. So when I go to a lawyer's office, which God, thank God I don't need to go very often, but when I go, I'll say he is anointed with wisdom. Before he speaks to him, I don't know the things that he knows, but God knows the things that he doesn't know. So I'm going to pray over my lawyer. I'm going to pray over my doctor. See, the doctors only know what they know, but God knows what they need to know. So He will send messages. He'll be like, actually, He'll show them things that was not visual. So let me get there. If you have a supernatural need, you need God to move. Because this is going to end.